Hello from the Global Legal Hackathon 2018 in New York at the American Express headquarters here. I'm Lawrence Coletti. I'm David Fisher. I'm Max Patterson. And I'm Zeke Hughes. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. I have uh, a special panel of guests joining us today. I'm going to let David Fisher have the honors of introducing these gentlemen to our audience today. Yeah, so I'm really excited to have these guys with us. We just concluded the New York edition of the Global Legal Hackathon, first ever, 40 cities around the world. And so here in New York, I've got the winners with me, a company or a project called Rights Now. And I'm going to let them uh, explain what it is and tell us more about it. Cool. Yeah, it's been a bit of a journey here. So uh, Rights Now really came out of, and I think I talked about this a little earlier as the project progressed, but it came out that I got a Google Home. I got a, a voice recognition device and I wanted to ask it questions. And being a lawyer and being a technologist, I wanted to act, ask it legal questions. And I just wasn't satisfied with the answers. And so through that, I thought there's got to be a better way and a better way, especially for regular people and for everyone to get legal information, high quality and reliable legal information through voice. They should know not only their rights, but also people talk conversationally. So they should be able to have a conversation with this and get legal information from it. And I know from watching you throughout the, the course of the weekend that you had a, a fascinating journey you know, from the original idea to actually winning just a few minutes ago. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, how this, how the weekend progressed for you, starting with the Friday evening pitch and sure. what happened since then? Yeah, so essentially, I think the, the two of us, when we came in, to be honest, I wasn't even here for the full session on Friday night. I'd come in Saturday morning um, and I told my wife I was leaving and didn't she didn't really even know that I was leaving. I just said, I'm going to go down to the hackathon. I'm going to check it out. I saw the ideas that came through and voice was something that, that I've been reading a little bit about. I've been thinking a bit about never really had much in terms of application around it. I do have an, an Alexa at home. I use that for just, you know, general trivia quizzes and things of like that with my wife. So I, I was really kind of impressed with the idea of voice. And I was sitting here and I was talking to a few of the other guys and who were starting some uh, blockchain companies, blockchain being something that was still, again, still relatively new to me. Um, and I said, oh, I might as well listen to them. And as I'm talking to them, they said, oh, you, you'd, uh, you'd mentioned the voice. I see the, the voice guy come in, Max, and they introduced me to Max. We ended up in a room and I thought I was just going to listen to Max for a few minutes. Um, and it turned into this kind of beautiful relationship over the past two days where we saw a really interesting opportunity to use voice to offer legal information and the rights that people actually have in a real-time fashion through voice. Let's uh, just take a step back, describe for the listeners how the app works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can definitely do that. So within right now, the, the Google Assistant platform, you go in and you open the rights app. Now, the beauty of this is you don't have to download anything. It exists on the cloud. So you just have to trigger it. And in there, you conversationally Describe what your situation is or what's happening around you actually is the prompt. So, for example, you can say, hey, um, the police are pulling me over right now. And you'll get a very friendly voice come on the other end that reminds you to stay calm and to breathe. You know, very human traits. When your adrenaline's going, these are things you usually forget. And then also reminds you, you know, pull over gently when you've stopped, you know, roll down your window, put your hands on the wheel. The, you know, sort of the, the type of instruction that everyone could probably recall or in a rational mind think about what beforehand or anytime but when you're in the heat of the moment sometimes you you forget your rights or or you forget 
maybe some legal parameters. And so it helps to have that extra little voice, that extra little coax. And, and we've also mapped it to other situations in a legal context. So, for example, um, you can say something like, my landlord just shut off my heat. What do I do? And then what we've done is we've put in information about the New York City regulations regarding temperature and what your landlord-tenant relationship is supposed to be. So it really is, once you look at it, and this came to our journey, and when you look at the space, it's huge. So the most difficult part was to narrow it down and look at those use cases that people could really benefit from now. And I think that's interesting, just to play off of that really quickly. I think one of the things that we had done was as we were developing this idea for voice, it started off as we were going to try to use this to help law firm lawyers to offset the amount of time that they actually needed to spend on the specific initial idea was around M&A and uh, the record dates on M&A and the time it takes to go and find the record dates. Neither of us are M&A lawyers, so we decided we would go and kind of test the market out downstairs and see, is there actually a more applicable way to do this with people in the Brookfield place downstairs from American Express here? So we went down and we interviewed somewhere between six and eight people downstairs. We called a few friends and family who provided some guidance to us as well. And then we did it again this morning, actually, Lawrence, with you, where we had tested the application that we actually built last night. And just to kind of come back to your question from before, also, one of the things uh, which was actually kind of interesting is we weren't even sure what we were actually doing until about 11.30 p.m. last night. We left here and we said, man, we have like six, seven, eight different ideas. And we texted each other as we were both getting on. I think we were both getting off the subway at the same time. And we texted each other and we said, we're going with that one. And, and we said, okay, well, it's going to be a speed to the finish. It's going to be a race to the finish tomorrow <laughs> Tomorrow when we get in. And uh, that's kind of how it all kind of well, transpired. Well, I remember that, uh, you know, I kind of checked in on you guys. You're the one team I hadn't really talked to. And so I kind of snuck in and just uh, asked you guys what you were working on. It was totally different. You guys were selling me some other product and uh, just the transition. So at 1130 p.m. the night before, you just, that was the idea, you guys. And there are bits and pieces of that that are sprinkled throughout what we ended up with, I think. Um, and we, we actually had a chance to talk to David on his experience with this a lot. So one of the ideas, I'll just throw it out there in the ether, is, you know, customized. One of the things that we came up to a lot and got asked about a lot is the difference between legal information and legal advice. And so that's a very fine line. And anyone that's dealt with a law society or regulator knows that that is a line you try not to cross or do not cross. So, but you might be able to cross it if you build a customized system, let's say for lawyers and their, their insurers are signing off on it and they're able to instill their knowledge in a very convenient form, which will, as David helped us point out, that a lot of time is spent in that first hour consultation. So if you can cut that time down, if maybe you can inform your potential clients or clients a little bit more and provide them services where you can answer quick questions that otherwise would be an email to you, your assistant, your junior lawyers, your associates, everyone. But it's a quick fix that you can instill in a voice system. So that's where we were last night. And I still think bits and pieces of that are in this. But uh, there's so much out there in terms of things you can build out. We had to just narrow it down a little bit. Yeah, some feedback from the judges from this evening. There was a lot of focus on voice being the next thing. It hasn't been quite ready up to this point, but now that we're seeing the proliferation of the new Apple iHomePod, I think is what it's called, and you have Alexa and you have obviously Cortana with Microsoft and you know Google Home, clearly voice is coming. And so the judges gave some feedback that suggested that you recognize that that was the next thing. And then the demo, uh, which you gave on stage, was terrific. You know, I mean, you compared... You know, the current state of those voice assistants not giving you actionable information. 
I mean, just trying to give you basically text, almost like text search results rather than the answer. And the way you demonstrated you know, your app, you know, providing an answer to a question, you know, about a legal issue, I think was very inspiring. That's great. Well, and, and I think that's generally the outcome is that people crave information and they crave it targeted and voice is perfect because it doesn't disrupt your flow. Your eyes aren't darting somewhere else. It's almost you're, you're consciously doing it, but you're freely expressing it and you get those quick answers. This is a good solution. So you've just won. You're moving on to the next global round now competing against winners from 39 other cities around the world. What's next? I mean, uh, you have the formal ultimate winner, which will be declared on, on April 21st, but between now and I guess the semifinals, um, you know, what are you thinking? I think there's going to be a lot of all-nighters. <laughs> and I've already kind of prepped my wife. I called her before and we did a little celebration over the phone. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I think that celebration, she was out with a friend and I think anticipated that I'd be home by now. And she said, I'm going to go and uh, I guess I'm going to have to be the one who goes and walks the dog. So there's going to be a little bit of change, I think, but I think it's a well worthwhile opportunity and one that's certainly worth solving. And I think uh, Max and I are up for the task. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. So through this, you know, like Zeke mentioned, I only met him two days ago, let's say 48 hours ago. We don't work for the same company. We've never met before, but we actually work in the exact same building. So collaborating at lunch isn't going to be too hard, possibly. And, and that's, uh, just, that's just a coincidence. That's just a coincidence. Yeah, that's, wow. Yeah, that's and especially in, in New yeah. York. Yeah. That's, Did you guys yeah. know each other before the hackathon? I don't think we ever saw each other. Same building. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's definitely a New York story, yeah. I think. Different yeah. floors, so it might as well be different worlds. I, I, but yeah. I think that's a sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> 22 floors apart. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome. Yeah. If you guys start a company, that's what you uh, 22 floors. Yeah. yeah. 22 yeah. floors. That's what you should call it. <laughs> so during the uh, final presentation, you did mention the ACLU. So uh, that's that's kind of an interesting outreach proposition there. So in terms of support, you know, getting people uh, you know, notification of their rights, uh, did you guys actually call the ACLU and chat with them? Yeah. And actually, they're only 10 minutes away from where we are now, which is fascinating. You know, when we actually started looking up a lot of the companies where we were pulling tailored information from and then building questions out from it, they were actually, there's a lot in, situated in New York. So we were fortunate enough to reach out to them and we're hoping to work with them in the next steps as we go forward because they are really an invaluable source of information that we could you know help bring what's on their websites and available elsewhere through voice and did, did you say you're meeting with them tomorrow or yeah that's the plan that's that's fantastic just dive right in just go, hey, right in yeah. well i, I want to wish you the best of luck as you move to the semifinals and hopefully the finals you know right here in new york yeah uh, your hometown Larry, anything else? Yeah, you know, I do have one more question. You know, obviously some listeners are going to want to reach out. They're going to want to see this product develop. And, you know, if they want to reach out to you guys, find you, how do they get a hold of you? So you can reach me on Twitter at Patterson Max. You can also, I've got LinkedIn. So find Maximilian Patterson on LinkedIn, add me, email me. And I think that that's a good way we can communicate. And uh, obviously anyone who's experienced in the voice space, I guess we're the you know, as the New York winners, we want to embrace New York. And so everyone come, come on board. We're willing to collaborate. We're here for you. Yeah, that's right. And how about you, Zeke? So you can reach me at Zeke Hughes. That's Z-E-K-E-H-U-G-A-G-S. Zeke's kind of a strange name. I know. On Twitter or Matthew Zeke Hughes, Zeke being a nickname on LinkedIn. And then on you can email me also Zeke.Hughes at gmail.com. I also want to bring up one other thing because we did an interesting interview with you guys kind of on the spot. 
here. We walked in this morning. I wanted to check on you. I was a little worried about you last night. So I walked in this morning to kind of figure out where you were. And then David, you just happened to be there and, or you came in after me. I can't remember exactly, but uh, they had uh, kind of put things together, wanted to try out the pitch, but uh, we walked downstairs and we got a little uh, user feedback from people that you did the demo for, record a little audio there. So if people want to find that, that's on the Legal Talk Network blog and hear these guys in action at the hackathon. I think it's, uh, what's the post pivot pitch, post pivot pitch, I think is what we're going to call and it. That, that was multi-pivot. Multi-pivot. And, <laughs> and that was fresh. So when we were doing it on that audio, that's the first time we had ever opened and practiced that's that right. app after I made it. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Just amazing. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guests for joining us and also our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, please find us and rate us an Apple podcast. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.